Hi, everyone. This is Dawn Richard, also known as The Awakening with Dawn, and this is the Wake Up to Real Love podcast, where we share stories of struggles and triumphs in love, sex, and relationships, along with expert advice to create more conscious connections. I am so excited today to welcome my new friend and colleague, Laura Hoff. Hi, Laura. Hi, Dawn. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So good to be here. Thank you. Um, Laura is an amazing, amazing woman. She is a professional airline pilot, mother of two terrific teenagers, French speaker, life coach, meditator, nature lover, healer, yogi, amateur musician, photographer, and writer. Can you believe all of that stuff about yourself? <laughs> Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much. Don, what an honor. What a privilege to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I just decided to go for it. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put it all out there. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff. We all do. Yeah. We all do. We all have so many roles. Yeah. And, and it's not just roles, it's ways of being in the world and exploring more aspects of ourselves, right? Yeah, exactly. And as I was writing that list, I also realized that. You know, I'm not my roles. You know, I can write. You know, I I walk on my, I stand on my head, and I, you know, I, it, we all have so many things that we do every day, but it doesn't. That's not what defines us, right? So, mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, we're we're bigger, wider, deeper than all of all of what we say we do, right? So, mm -hmm. anyway. <laughs> And, and I think this is a great place to start because of what we're experiencing right now is really because we have been forced to stop doing everything, right? Or doing a lot of things that we normally do on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I just wanted to ask you, well, two, two questions. One, how this, is, how this is affecting your life in this present moment? And two, how does it how is it similar or different to what uh, what you experienced after 9-11 in the airline industry? Uh, uh, wow. So um, I would say it's been massively impactful. Uh, both events were, have been and still are in our case now. Like mm -hmm. it's massively, massively impactful. Um, present circumstances um you know the word unprecedented has been used because it's the truth that we've yeah. never been here before yeah and we're all really literally stopped in our tracks and given what i consider to be just this tremendous opportunity to uh sift through what perhaps we once thought were the most important things that in our lives and, and get to the truth of what really is important. What matters? That's a question I've been asking myself, uh, you know, for a long time, actually, but uh, more pointedly now. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe one of the most significant differences, 9-11 was, um, you know, it just had an incredible impact both, you know, globally, you know, all across our country, personally, for those of us in the airline business. Um, but it, it was a single day. Um, this 
and it, it really can't compare <laughs> terribly tragedies, right? Yeah. Things are happening left, right, and center and now, but, um, uh, you know, this is ongoing and both incite tremendous fear. Um, we didn't know what was happening on 9-11. We sort of are really still figuring out what's going on now. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of unknown. It's tr we're being thrust into the unknown and, um, and having to reprioritize um, and, and learn how to navigate through what just feels completely um, uncharted. And yeah, so I think it's causing us to, to or for me personally, and for many people I know, to draw on resources that, um, you know, are really within us to figure out the best way to, to navigate, to steer our lives, mm -hmm. um, you know, and deal with all the uncertainty. And so when you were, when you said, figuring out what matters, what have you realized or recognized or um, reaffirmed about what matters in your life? Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a really big question. Um, what matters is love, Dawn, <laughs> and you know it as well as yes. I do. Yes. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so having my kids home, um, it's just a tremendous opportunity to, to connect, to appreciate, to find gratitude, to um, really deepen connection not that it's happening perfectly it's certainly not and it, oftentimes i think we find the places that need our attention from things that don't work <laughs> so and that's one thing i've really learned along the way um yeah definitely you know, not a perfect uh situation here at all but it's uh definitely one that uh i've just continued to try to find ways to um, you know, feel grateful to, you know, be loving to, you know, take care of myself. And sometimes just doing that, teenagers want to be left alone a lot of the time anyway. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. really, it, it's, it's been a lot about self care. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've maybe circled around. But really, I think uh, the bottom line is what matters is love. Yeah. And so how, how do you, um, well, because we've talked a lot about this, how do you learn to self care and self love so that it translates to caring for others and connecting with others? Mm. Um, well, I think first of all, and this is still very new territory for me um, or maybe just a place that I, it's a very, it's rich for ripe for learning um, self-love. Um, I think without it, it's almost impossible to care for other people um, without a level of love or certainly deeply, we can do it superficially and have lots of sympathy, but really to connect deeply with ourselves um 
and with love, we need to connect with ourselves rather. So it's really learning to honor and embrace what happens within us um, and, and see like all of our feelings and accept our feelings and uh, yeah, just work with things that come up. I mean, for, there's just tremendous amount of fear and uncertainty right now. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I've found really helpful, albeit very difficult, is to stay present with the feelings of fear that come up and say, you know, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And not just try to bury it, stuff it, run away from it. And again, doesn't happen perfectly every time. You know, there are often times where, you know, I'm just trying to find some relief like everybody else here, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I feel like it's a very powerful practice to be able to stop, recognize and stay with what's happening, whatever the inner experience is and have compassion for it really. Um, and it takes time to do that, to actually, you know, and we have, so one of the gifts I think of this time is that we have what I consider to be a luxury of lots of free time for this type of self-reflection. I mean, we're home mm-hmm. um, and God bless all the people out there on the front lines doing the work, you know, and I feel like in some way, those of us who are here at home are doing our work too, to, you know, care for ourselves so that we can care for others in a richer, deeper, fuller way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, <clears throat> I, I feel like all of this goes back to where, where did you learn to love? You know, how did you learn to love? And what did you learn about showing up for yourself in the world? And I would imagine, because, because when you were talking earlier about uncharted and navigating it's just all like your pilot language (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's definitely a big part of me and I know you know I know that your dad was a pilot as well and and so you know how do you take those times of uncertainty and fear and really dig deep and find your resilience and resources to figure out how to navigate new ways Mm -hmm. isn't that the question (laughs) that's a big question yeah um well to kind of tease it apart a little bit you know learning about love like i i think like many of us uh we've learned a lot about things that happen in the name of love that perhaps are not loving mm-hmm. and one of the most powerful things that I've learned along the way in the school of hard knocks um, is to trust the body and I say that because you know we'll have physical sensations as reactions to external stimuli so something that is soothing and comforting and wonderful feels good like a blanket being wrapped around you right and 
someone might have a comment that sounds like it is harmless, but it feels like someone just stuck a knife in your gut. Mm-hmm. But it sounded nice, but it felt horrible. Okay, what do I trust here? The social sounding niceness of it or the fact that I just feel like I've been cut in half. Mm. So the difference between oh, wrap me up in a blanket and it feels so good, that's your body's truth. Like my body knows what feels good and what does not. And it's very simple. It's playing the game of warmer, colder. So, but the problem is, is we get a little um, very conditioned culturally to lean into the social norms, the cultural norms of, you know, so that nice comment that so-and-so said to me, like everybody around me has no problem with that comment, but that person knows me well enough to know where that those buttons are pushed (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it hurt like crazy and they have no, you know, and I, if I may, you know, take the situation even farther with a, whoever might deliver something like that, a relationship, whatever. Um, If I speak my truth, which is, ah, that really hurt. And they have no compunction and no sense of what? I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) You're crazy. What's the matter Um, with you? Right. Right. Again, it's what do I trust? Well, I've learned, and this is the steering part. This is the navigating part. So I've learned... And I should say I'm in, I continue to learn because this is constant, you know, life's a constant journey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, That when I feel, oof, something's not right. And I can trust that when I feel, oh yeah, oh, this is great. I can trust that. So it's getting out of the head that says, but wait, everybody else thinks that's okay. You know, what's wrong with me to oh, wow, no, something really isn't okay here. And let's take a look at it and maybe get some distance and set some boundaries with people who have that impact. So big life lesson for me. Right. Yeah. And, and so even, even it doesn't really matter how the other person responds, but when you feel that sense of discomfort and this, this ain't quite right, you know? Well, I, it's... it's I, a, I feel like you should be able to say, ow, that hurt. And for the person to recognize the impact that they had on you. In a perfect world. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? But not everyone is programmed with the level of sensitivity like that. Right. So, and I think, you know, when, when one looks through the lens of, sort of a naive view of everybody feels and thinks like I do. I'm a sensitive person. Isn't everyone that way? Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and the answer is no, no. <laughs> not everyone is that way, but we think they are because we're that way. Right. And we want to be surrounded with people like that. And mm-hmm. so we tend to have a very rosy view, <laughs> but you know, it's a really important kind of wake up call. And, Again, coming back to the body, the body tells you what's on, what's you know warmer and what's colder, what works and what doesn't, what feels feels good and what does not. I think it's and it's body never lies. Body's so totally trustworthy, but we have to, we've been conditioned not to feel, <laughs> not to tune in, not to trust. 
-hmm. So it's just shedding the layers of things that we've learned and getting back to solid ground of right here, right now, what do I feel? And it is really taking baby steps to get to that sometimes. And for me, you know, on a minute to minute basis, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, because I think a lot of times we're stuck in our heads, right? It's all the mind chatter. Um, and, 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 you know, like you said, some people on the outside will say, oh, that's fine. What was the big deal? But inside right. you're like, you know, whether, right. it, whether it's like you feel like somebody's choking you or like pushing down on your chest or you feel that, that stab in the stomach, you know, I mean, right. you, you can tell when your body feels yuck. Yes. That's the professional term, yuck. <laughs> yuck is a very professional term. I subscribe to that. Yuck. <laughs> but that's the whole thing because everybody everybody has a different sense of what that is for them. You know, yes. so something that may feel fine to, you know, you feels yuck to me or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it's right. not a matter of um, it's not a matter of judging or questioning, like, why do you feel that way? Because I think that's what, that's why we get blocked. That's why we get conditioned to, you shouldn't feel that way. Or what's the matter with you? Oh, right. Yes. So true. So true. And it is, it's, you know, your problem, right? Like, mm, yeah, right. It's all those messages that we hear and internalize and, uh, and they're not, then they're, false. They're lies, you know? Well, because they cause us not to trust ourselves. Right. Right. And so then they cause us <clears throat> not to trust ourselves to, um, you know, what I'm thinking and feeling isn't right or isn't good enough or isn't whatever, you know, that somehow um, I'm wrong for having these feelings or mm -hmm. I'm, or I'm, you know, somehow less than or whatever. And it's like, you know, this, this is the whole part of this compassion and uh, understanding and acceptance for both ourselves, you know, what's really going on for me. I mean, it, my reality is just my perception anyways, you know, I mean, reality is not, uh, reality is, uh, subjective, right? It's all subjective based on your own personal experiences, your own perspectives, your own life lessons that you've learned. And, you know, I feel like we are all here to just be witness to both ourselves, you know, our own external, internal and external experience, as well as to be witness to other people's internal and external experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I, I know this was a big part of your previous relationships, learning to trust yourself and your voice. Yes. Do you want to talk? You want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah. You know, again, uh, I ignored a lot of red flags. Um, and didn't trust, didn't really know how, um, you know, didn't trust myself, my, my body's wisdom. Um, and, 
you know, there's one thing that pain does, it's a wake up call. So emotional pain, physical pain, it's, it calls your attention right in, like laser focus right in mm -hmm. to the thing that needs attention and healing. Um, yeah, so, um, and then I think as, you know, you can work through that process, uh, yeah, I think it's also important, like I, you made the distinction between what's happening in your head and your thoughts about what's, you know, what's happening in reality. I think actually we do create our real reality. I mean, I've, I've heard that said, and I, I'm kind of edging into um, understanding that a little bit better, like um, the things that happen, the thoughts that are just swirling through our minds and our heads constantly, that's not truth. That's stuff that's in our mind. I mean, they're thought forms um, and we can think a lot of different things about certain situations, relationships, whatever, and things come up. But what I learned through my relationship history was the big impacts came from how it felt and I needed to translate and understand what those feelings meant and to kind of undo some past conditioning, a lot of past conditioning in order to get to, oh, I actually deserve to feel good. I actually, it is okay to feel good <laughs> and I am safe right here, right now. And uh, yeah, but things that, you know, get programmed in, like, no, you don't deserve to feel good because this is, you know, as young children, we in, internalize and make meaning out of situations and things that happen to us that are misguided, naive, and, you know, we can have tons of compassion as we, you know, grow and develop because, no, it's, it's a child trying to make meaning of a situation that was really impactful and painful. The child says, well, must be my fault <laughs> because, you know, why would this person do this to me otherwise if it wasn't my fault? So, yeah, we, we start to then, I think, um, create this sense of who we are based on what happened to us. And you know, the waking up, I believe, is starting to look back and say, oh, but wait a second, those things happened to me. I did the best I could with them. But the stories that I created, the, the, the narrative that I created isn't true. <laughs> and let's talk about how do we deconstruct that? Because mm -hmm. this is what's currently still playing based on things that happened decades ago but it's not true. It's not true. It wasn't true then. And it's certainly not true now, but it's still a narrative that's running a lot of my thoughts, which is controlling my behavior, which is controlling, you know, how I feel and all of these things. So getting clear on, you know, how, how to get to truth, how to get to, um, what's actually happening, what's actually real. So questioning thoughts has been a big part of my process yeah. and uh, finding a thought that feels really yucky and saying, wait a second, is that actually true? <laughs> That's a big question. And if it feels bad, what does the body compass say? You know, um, it 
doesn't feel good, then it's probably not true. If it feels that bad when I say it, think it, you know, think it or say it and, and, and it has an impact, then wait a second. Oh, what, how do I steer towards something that feels better? What can I, how can that shift into something that is more um, sustainable, more life-giving? Like, how do I, how do I feel better coming out of this? So, I mean, it's, it's a both and, you know, the negative feelings, the negative thoughts come up and I, now it's like, yay, I found that. Like, okay, now I can move it into a more positive direction. You know, I think we tend to get stuck in the bad feelings. Like, oh my God, no, no, no. But it's actually, you can look at it from the standpoint of, okay, this is actually great. This is where I get to take responsibility for what's happening right now. I don't have to blame, you know, whoever in my past anymore because it's my life and these are my choices and I'm always at choice. So what am I going to do with this thought? Am I going to continue to let it ruin me and, and run my life? <laughs> you know, unconsciously it kind of is, is happening. If I don't face it and look at it and shift it, then it's going to keep the subconscious program is going to keep running. Mm -hmm. So that's been a big part of the work really, Don is, um, is sort of unraveling the untruths, the un the things that are untrue that probably never really were true, but I thought they were. Yep. Do you um, do you know Byron Katie? Oh yes. Yeah. Is it true? Is it true? <laughs> is it true? Is it really powerful true? work? Powerful, powerful work. I resisted the heck out of that for a long time. Uh -huh. Really, uh, what is this? Is you know. But the more I sort of inched in and started, because I keep coming back to it, you know, keep coming back. And boy, it's, it's powerful practice. That is, that is incredibly powerful medicine, the work of Byron Katie. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Uh -huh. yeah. That, and uh, so that, when you were talking, I just thought Byron Katie immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. and, then also, and then also, and then also Abraham Hicks you know, whatever you're focusing on, that's what you bring. Mm -hmm. That's what you bring into your existence, right? So if you're focusing mm -hmm. on the chaos and the hurt and the, then you're just going to feel more of that. And so redirecting to what feels better, you know, it's not even necessarily what's the best because you can't, you know, Oh, I let you know, you can't go from zero to 300 in a second, right? <laughs> it's like one one degree a little bit ahead, right? To get you to the full force. I don't know the physics about it. You can talk about that, but. Well, that, that's a perfect metaphor actually, because one degree of heading change over a great distance takes you thousands of miles from a different course, right? So you take one tiny baby step today, that's going to have a huge trajectory shift, I think. So that's, and that's, that's really all we can do. I think in any given moment and we tend to want big changes, big leaps and those do happen. But I think more often than not, the things that are maybe the most impactful are small changes that we make today that sort of blossom out over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's more doable and more manageable. I mean, if you think about, you don't climb a mountain all at once. You have to take a step. 
Exactly. So what's the next step? Exactly. One step at a time. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I feel like a lot of times we see the mountain in front of us. I mean, myself included this week, especially I've seen the mountain in front of me and I'm like, crap, how am I ever going to make it to the top? Whatever the top is. Right. And, um, and it's like, okay, what, (laughs) instead of, because that anxiety worrying about the future or that depression, um, and holding on to the past, it's like, Mm -hmm. no, I, I don't have control of either of those things. Right. I can only direct myself. The only thing I can control is myself. And sometimes I can't even do that. So, but the only thing that that I do have is I have choice. And so what am I choosing to focus on? Am I choosing to focus on the top of the mountain and how, you know, I can imagine how long it's going to take and, Oh God, why should I even take the next step? I mean, that was, that was actually the beautiful thing when I went on that pilgrimage in September you know, I did the Camino Mm, and, and that was really, it was like, you know, at the beginning of the day, oh crap, I've got 18 miles to, to walk. How am I going to do that? And literally sometimes during the journey, it's like just the next step. All I have to do is the next step and the next step and the next step and get into this cadence of I mean, I, I, sometimes I think about the little engine that could, you know, Oh yeah. I can't think I can. I think I can. Right. (laughs) So it's just saying, where do I want to go? Where do I want to go? Because I want to sort of stay open to something that's bigger and better and more expansive and feels better than, Mm -hmm. than what I just left. You know, and I know that you can relate in your marriage. Like, I didn't like that journey. I didn't like the trajectory. I didn't like um, how I was feeling. I felt so um, constricted and not warm, not warm and cozy. Mm. You know, I felt cold and, and, left and left behind a lot of times. Mm-hmm, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, that's pretty much the main reason why I got divorced because I said, I know that there's something better, you know, I've witnessed it in, in my parents, I've witnessed mm-hmm. it in other people. And, you know, for a long time, I thought, I know I deserve better and I'm also committed, you know, I want to try and heal Oh, yes. You know, and help him heal in the ways that, you know, we're both struggling. Um, But you can only do your work. That's right. Right. That's absolutely right. That's all we can ever do. So what, what gave you the courage to leave to find your own way? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really coming back to something deep inside, something 
so I've had two marriages. Um, so I've had two times that I've had the courage to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also just want to say, you know, yeah, um, both relationships weren't, uh, you know, a hundred percent wonderful or a hundred percent horrible, right? Mm -hmm. Wonderful things in the first relationship, wonderful things in the second relationship, and also things that did not serve me in both. And I think what I did in difficult, incredibly difficult. I mean, it's such an, it's an excruciating choice to make until yeah. you know you have to do it. Yeah. And that's there's so what gave me the courage. And I'm really like trying to laser in here on it, and I'm putting my hand here. So it's here. Yeah, there was something yeah. in me that knew yeah. I could not say. I knew. And there was tons of fallout both times, guilt, shame, all these things like, oh, my God, you know, I had kids, I, you know, lots of stuff. So the thoughts kick up all the, you know, the feelings, the thoughts, all that. But the, but through all the fog of all that stuff, there was something in me that knew I had to do it because it, it there was there was not the alignment in the relationship that I knew I craved, that I needed and wanted. And it's again, like leaping off into the unknown. No idea if you're ever going to find that. I don't know. I still don't know, you know, mm -hmm. it's been five, four or five years now since my second divorce. And, you know, I hold tremendous hope, but what I have found and what I have come back to, um, is myself and, and not from the standpoint of narcissism and, oh my God, it's all about me. No, it's, I'm comfortable in my own skin, mm -hmm. 56 years old, you know, finally, and it's through these, you know, decades and processes, uh, you know, and, and the continuing the navigation from here, uh, right, following what I have known to be right and not right to the best of my ability, you know, trying to come into a sense of integrity, I guess, and, and really steer from that place, like what's you know, what, what is my truth? What do I know? Um, what do I, how do I want to be in this world? And who do I want to spend my time with? And I was in situations that I, you know, that taught me tremendous amounts and there were tremendous gifts in both. And, uh, and yet there was also tremendous things you know that were incredibly impactful that drove my decision to 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 jump off into this okay here we are the uh, the wilderness again <laughs> I had to I knew I had to and fortunately um, I had lots of support from people who you know I, I trusted and you know friends family who supported me so um, you know, I was able to do it. Um, 
it's not easy for a lot of people. You know, you might know that, you know, you, you know, oh, I can't do this anymore. And yet there are circumstances that make you feel like you have to stay. I mm -hmm. think that's a really challenging place to be. So I'm, I'm, you know, this is just my story and my experience. And I know there's so many variables for so many people. I'm not trying to say that this is what anybody should do. This is just ex this, what happened for me and what my process was. And, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so. Yeah. I, I feel like the, you know, you're, by you staying in a place that brings you that sense of discomfort and pain and hurt and you know the fact that you're questioning you know this was this was for me it was like i was questioning why is this happening why doesn't this work why is this so hard mm. why you know and 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 especially like, because I did carry around a lot of guilt and shame. I was a therapist for God's sakes. You know, I was helping a lot of other people. Why couldn't I help myself oh. in my own relationship? You know, so really doubting my own judgment and my own feelings of, mm. you know, there's something really wrong and what's the matter with me, you know, as, as opposed to saying, something's just not working, <laughs> you know, right. It, it's not, um, you know, I'm living my life in this certain way. And the way that I internally reflect and the way that I try to challenge myself, you know, to deal with my own fears and insecurities and self doubts, you know, that's the work that I have to do. Right. But I want to be continually growing and evolving and moving beyond those things that limit me and keep creating better experiences for me and for the people around me, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel like I could do that feeling the constriction of where I was. And, you know, I... I don't want to blame him. I mean, there are things that I blame him for and there are things that he blames me for, which are valid. You know, they're both valid. There were ways that we showed up in our relationship that were not healthy or constructive. And I, I, I always try to simplify, and this is one thing that I've tried to teach my kids. It's like, whatever you do or say, or however you show up or whatever you choice choices you make can either help a relationship or they can harm a relationship. And you know, the difference between them, right? The, the things that help the relationship, you feel more connected. You feel more of that warm blanket mm -hmm. sensation. You feel more, um, sort of safe and secure in your own skin, right? You feel like you don't have to hide or pretend. And the things that harm the relationship, you, you feel left out in the cold, you know? And uh, ashamed or judged or criticized. Mm. And that's not a good relationship, <laughs> you know? So all of those pieces, you know, I struggled like you to really come to grips with what 
what is going to honor me? Because this does not feel like it's honoring me. This does not feel like I'm being celebrated for who I am. It feels mm. more like I'm being judged for who I'm not. Ooh. Wow. I need to write that down. <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I need to write that down too. <laughs> yeah. Powerful I, words, Dawn. Yeah. I'm not being yeah. celebrated for who I am. I'm being judged for who I'm not. Mm. And I think a lot of us get into those situations where that's the case. Yes. Yeah. So for the next one, I want to be celebrated. Yeah. And I think that starts with celebrating ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, really what I've been kind of involved with and learning lately or seeing more and more lately is how often I disapprove of myself <laughs> and uh, you know, if I want that in a relationship and I'm not saying I want to run around and like me, 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 no, it's just this, what's quietly kind of, again, going through the thought processes and how is it making me feel? Like I've really been tuning into my moods and feelings and, and then tracing that back to what's going on up here. What am I thinking about that's driving this? Um, so yeah, I think coming to what you're saying about, yeah, the next relationship, I, it's perfect to envision it, envision it, and also like start to practice it for ourselves before anybody else shows up. And I think yeah. that's what will actually kind of bring that in again. So yeah, just sort of redecorating the internal house <laughs> and making that a loving, creative, supportive space. I have notice for myself like tons of judgments tons of places where i don't feel worthy and you know it's it's kind of e each time something like that arises like noticing it and saying "Ooh, okay there's that and bringing compassion in and and support and love for that part you know so how do how do we take care of ourselves? How do we love again, coming back to self love? Like how do we give ourselves what we most need so that we are balanced and available in a relationship where it's mm -hmm. give and take? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to and to stop that disapproval of ourselves. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or uh, again, I think that's a one degree vector change because that's that's what I'm noticing. Like it's pretty pervasive in my consciousness <laughs> like wow and I think you know as women we're really hard on ourselves and it's driven culturally just by the messaging that comes at us constantly about how we need to improve this product that product and we're not good enough you know it's that's the sort of the underlying message so I'm gonna shut all that off and and yet it's the tapes still play so it's, it's, uh, you know, I think a pretty global phenomenon that we disapprove of ourselves and how can we shift that? How can we first recognize it and then begin to, to turn the ship because it's, uh, it's really taking us down. It's incredibly sad. 
you know, it's, it's like it's the self-esteem. It hits. I mean, there's so many, you know, applications. You know, personal, personally, wh where is this showing up? You know, where's the product that says you are enough? You're right. You're okay. That just as you are. <laughs> It's got to be right here. It's got to be here. <laughs> this is what we're cultivating. This is what we're, you know, I think this is, this is the work. Yeah. Right. There was, there was something that um, I used to do. My family used to do when, when I was growing up, because my parents were really involved in the marriage encounter movement. It's mm. basically sort of, you know, religious, spiritual based couples um, work. Um, and they have group support, you know, other couples, group support meetings and, you know, discussing different issues and whatever. And one of the buttons that they used to have was, I'm okay, you're okay. I'm yeah. okay, you're okay. And if we all, if we could all develop that sense within ourselves, then we would approach other people in the same manner. You know, nobody, I mean, this is, it's it's interesting because in in the last like couple of years you know you go to a therapist to get fixed you go to somebody to get healed you go to somebody to find the answers or to get the to get the answers and it's like all of this stuff is within ourselves right. you know the ability to self heal the ability to self regulate the ability to um empower ourselves to, to make more positive changes in our life. You know, the ways that we can be more kind and loving to ourselves, more approving, more accepting mm. of, you know, I'm not feeling okay, but it's okay. It's okay that I'm not feeling okay. So let me just sit in the feelings of, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Let me just sit with it. Yeah. How long are you going to sit with it? Is it going to be days, weeks, months, years? Well, I think the longer we resist the feeling of it, then yeah, it could be days, weeks, months, years. But what I've found is that, and we spoke about this a little bit earlier in the call, something comes up. If I give it my attention Mm -hmm. and stop running away from it, it tends to resolve more quickly. I think the fear is, is if we stop and pay attention to, especially the harder emotions, fear, anger, sadness, grief, that it'll just overwhelm us forever. Uh-huh. But it, that has not been the case in my experience. And you know the people that I whose work I respect and read and um yeah but you're right and I but you know and I sought out help along the way you know it, I, I think what you're speaking to you know people go to seek answers uh we do have the answers here but I think we do need help uh, you know we're not supposed to do this alone mm -hmm. um I think I thought for years that I was supposed to do it alone. And I, I tend to be pretty individual. Like I can do this, you know, I can, you know, grit my teeth and get through whatever, but mm -hmm. wisdom, the wisdom of the decades for me now has taught me that the key to success 
is asking for help. Yeah. So <clears throat> asking yeah, for help letting support. down the guard, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's still, yeah, it's still something that I struggle with because I tend to have, like I said, this real kind of individualist, like tend to be fairly private and want to get through things, solve problems and do things on my own. But really, uh, we're not meant to be islands here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that actually has been the theme of the week is um, our connections and reliance on one another for support. Yes. Um, you know, we used to, we used to live in tribes. Right. Right. Where we had support all around us. And now because our lives are so spread out often, you know, away from family, away from friends, that it's harder to maintain these kind of connections. Mm-hmm. This is, but this is one thing that I've really appreciated in this time is having these kind of conversations via, you know, via the internet so that this is, this is how I'm finding my support and finding my sense of belonging and my sense of, um, I can be vulnerable, you know, this, and this, this is so funny because, you know, there's this big movement in the men's world of growth and evolution about, you know, men haven't been taught to be vulnerable. Well, I, I feel like women have more access to our emotions um, in general, but we're still most afraid of them, most of them, but we're <laughs> still, we're still afraid to be vulnerable, you know, because we've been so conditioned to, I'll just take care of it myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I've got to, I've got to be both, you know, masculine energy and feminine energy. And so I'll just couch my feminine energy to the side and I'll just take care of it. And I'm sure as a pilot, you, you have to step into your masculine a lot, right? (laughs) And so, you know, how do you, how do you bring that balance into your own life? Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's an incisive one too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. So, it's so funny. Um, probably the thing I need to work on the most is the question you asked me and it's stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> Which question? Uh, the disapproval no, one? You find balance. No, the oh, finding balance. Ma- the masculine feminine thing. So, you know, stepping into, you know, I'm in the comfort of my home. I feel pretty balanced here, but stepping off into the work world, putting the uniform on and taking on that role, like I change. I do. It's a mission, kind of a mission accomplished type thing. Like it's definitely more linear and I can feel my energy like doing that right now. Okay. Getting the job done. Point A to point B. I know what I have to do. I have to plan, prepare, you know, that's getting that job done. Um, And, you know, there are moments, plenty of moments in a work day for me where I have the opportunity to kind of drop in and kind of be more of me, I guess I would say all of me 
you know, when I'm having conversations with the other pilots, mostly men, so the guys. Um, and, you know, but uh, not on all subjects, you know, it's kind of just follow, following the lead of, of what do people want to talk about? I don't know. I, I, I tend to, uh, what I notice with work and, and again, and the conversations when we're at cruise for hours at a time, you know, I tend to be somebody that people want to talk about their stuff with because I am a warm, compassionate, accepting, loving, kind, caring, you know, I don't wear that on, right here but they kind of get it about but you me. wear it right here but maybe I do you wear it right here <laughs> well, it's kind of the both and it's the job and it's the you know the softer side too you know I don't know that it's yeah it's that's an interesting um thing for me to kind of look at because I definitely have a, a work persona for sure without a doubt that, you know, when I, you know, show up, you know, flight operations for work, that is, that's what it's about <laughs> until the time we get off the airplane and, you know, Barcelona or whatever and go do our labor. So uh, at home, it's different. I mean, I think you were talking about the, how do we balance the, the, the different energies, like the, the masculine, the feminine, the like, you know, doing versus the being. Yes, thank you. Yes, it's much more simple to say it that way. Um, yeah, it's, um, I guess, coming back to our moment-to-moment choice, you know, and kind of understanding what's what's in the driver's seat. And sometimes, I mean, there are situations that call for both, for sure, without a doubt. I woke up this morning and the heat wasn't working in my house. Well, I'm not going to sit around and think about how I feel. I'm going to go check the friggin' circuit breaker and see... W- down there you know so <laughs> so <laughs> kind of like medicine you know you know you, you get a laceration on your leg you go to the emergency room and have them sew it up you know but if I've got some sniffles or whatever I'm going to take my homeopathic remedy and you know kind of take good care of myself drink hot tea you know all that. I don't know so I'm definitely comparing apples to oranges but you I think you understand where I'm going with it yeah yeah what do you want? What do you want to teach your kids about that balance? Uh, trust yourself um, about that balance. Um, yeah, um, I think I'm trying to teach them from example. I, I at this age, you know, they they they're not hearing a lot of my words. <laughs> so um, blah blah blah, mom. Would you yeah. should just stop talking? Right. Yeah. They don't want to hear any of that. Um, but I, I do want them to understand and honor all of it. You know, everything that's going on for them inside of them, you know, the more masculine qualities, the more feminine qualities, like really, but I think this is a time of the awakening of the feminine more so, you know, we've lived in this paradigm of you know, doing, being productive, ad nauseum, to burn out, to make money at all costs, to, you know, and look at what's happening, right? I think this time of just um, being completely shut down is getting back to our original question, like what matters? Mm -hmm. Um, Connection, relationships, 
taking care of people, self-compassion, compassion for others, like the more, you know, feminine embracing, listening to your intuition, finding what your next best step is. How does it feel? Take a step, check it out. How does it feel? Not so good. Okay. Take a different step, you know, and, and don't be afraid to be a beginner. You know, it's starting every day fresh and new, like, okay, now, now what? And all the days blend together now. So we got plenty of time to practice. <laughs> what what are you inspired to do now what it's like it's like all of these all of these uh i heard a couple weeks ago you know are you waiting for one day you know a lot of a lot of times we spend our lives waiting for one day i'll do such and such one day i'll explore xyz you know one day i'll make it to blah blah and it's like you only have one day that's today that's right now that's right. So a lot can happen in that one day. Really. A lot can happen in that one day. And so what do you, what do you want to do? And who do you want to be? Yeah. Um, I want to be, we'll go there first. Somebody who lives in authenticity and integrity and, you know, continues to take steps in the direction of greater love in this world, self-love and beyond, right? And uh, the doing to me is coming back to that question, really, what matters? What's important? What inspires, you know, and not from so much a standpoint of what kind of approval am I going to get from the world if I do this? Because oftentimes, you know, to take a bold and courageous step, we have to face the fact that maybe not going to get the approval, but it feels like the right thing to do. And that feels really powerful and potent. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to step off and try this. And it is often a jump off into an uncertain place. So um, being willing to take that risk and, you know, baby step by baby step in the direction of something that looks, sounds, and feels utterly delicious. (laughs) So what is feeling utterly delicious to you right now? Uh, Right now. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. Um, So there's actually lots of things. Uh, I've been making lists for gratitude lists every day and actually making desire lists every day. Talk about the bold step into feeling deserving. Like, okay. So one of my dreams, I really want to, I want to buy an RV or rent one and drive around the country. I'm passionate about photography. I love to take photographs. So Uh I just feel like that would be a really fun thing to do. Like I've seen a lot of the U.S. from above, and I would love to see a lot of the U.S. from, you know, the ground level. I, you know, I've, I've done a little bit of that, but not, not much. And to have your house with you, kind of like a turtle, you know, it'd be kind of a cool thing too. Uh-huh. You know? So that's, that's on the horizon at some point, you know, and, and are your I'm kids coming with it. you? Oh, no. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> dog and maybe my next relationship who knows (laughs) you're just going to be a pilot on the ground you're going to be pilot on the ground (laughs) 
Uh, yep. So that's, uh, yeah, the doing that, that feels like it'll, it'll happen. I'm not so like consumed with that. I think I, I was in the past, like, oh my, you know, feeling that time pressure, like the clock's ticking. I got to do all this stuff or, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to miss the boat. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel that way anymore. It's more, um, you know, kind of spending time getting a clarity and then it's like the action kind of just naturally happens when the time's right I don't know I'm a little woo-woo that way like I just feel like everything's happening in its own timing and um, I find that I have much more uh, a sense of calm and peace and not really worrying about it and things you know not to be too la-di-da but um, they do unfold and happen as they should it's just it's a trust. You're veering off into my spiritual side, which is pretty massive. <laughs> but yeah, it's part it's of a trust. Part of just trusting in, you know, in the unfolding, trusting in the nature of things, and um, and trusting in yourself to just go with it. To be able to go with the flow, trust in the higher order, right, right, mm -hmm. divine timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I that's I say that all the time. Divine timing, divine order, you know, mm -hmm. and that, and and really following your inspiration, you know, following those inner messages that you get. Like for me, with uh, with this podcast, it was like mm -hmm. when it when it came into my radar, it was like oh, wow, that's really fascinating. I've never thought about that. And uh, okay, let me explore this. And, you know, so I did a couple of weeks of exploration. And then it was like, here's an opportunity to actually do it and create it. And mm. I just felt compelled, you know, <laughs> like, doesn't make sense. I don't know why, yeah, but I just matter, know that, right? right. And so it's sort of taken on a life of its own. And, um, you know, I don't know who, what, why, where. I don't know what's at the end. I just know that I'm here to show up and participate in the journey. You know? Right. And the end almost doesn't matter, right? I mean, that doesn't. It, it is that what you feel as your mission, right? It feels clear. You uh -huh. know what you're, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And every, and when, and every you know, conversation, you know. yeah, every conversation <laughs> is just affirmation. You know, all of the things that we've been talking about, it's like, yeah, this is what I'm here to talk about. This is, this is why I'm here to share, you know, people's stories about their own journeys of how they've woken up in the world, you know, how they've woken up to themselves, how they've discovered their own sense of love and acceptance and because when we witness this and somebody else it also gives us permission to witness it in ourselves yes 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 so if you don't know how to do it you know there's not like a step-by-step -step, <laughs> you know manual of this is what it takes to get to self-love and realization <laughs> right <laughs> it's like I just see people that I really admire and um, I used this word last night, revere, you know, mm. it's like this real reverence and mm -hmm. I, I'm sure part of it is my 
you know, spirituality, just this reverence for something greater than me. You know, it's this connection with myself, this connection with you, this connection with my kids, this connection with, you know, others out in the world and that sense of, I belong, I belong and you are my mirror, you know, so the things that I love and appreciate in you are the things that I also learn to recognize in myself. Mm. Yeah. And together we take each other higher. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. So, so this is, you know, I, I, Thank you so much for being here. I mean, I love talking to you. I have. Oh, oh my God, I've loved it. Thank you so much. What a great opportunity. I'm so grateful. Thank you. So the last question that I usually ask Laura is, how do you define real love? Save the best for last, don't you? <laughs> real love it's an energy it's a power it's not a concept or a thought form You know, Don, this is so great because I've actually never considered that question before and you're helping me really get clear and get, you know, get to it. What is it? Not a feeling that's too fleeting. It's power. It's raw power, but it's raw benevolent power Mm -hmm. that we can tap into with our moment-to-moment choices to look for beauty, gratitude, you know, compassion, love. Like, there's so many words. I mean, it's, it's, it's indefinable, but I think it is the power. It's the power. Yeah. Yeah. It's the power. The, the interview that I just published today, her motto is love changes everything. Oh yeah. And it does. This is, you know, this is the way we change the world, not through the fear and the doubt and the insecurity and the judgment but the opposite of those things is love. Mm. Those can be portals because it, they point us, you know, our suffering wakes us up. It teaches us. It's not mm-hmm. meant to be there forever. It's just meant to be a wake up call. Mm-hmm. It's not, not a place to live. Mm-hmm. It's a place to go to find out where you really need to redirect well, we don't even have to go there. Life takes us there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. once we, we find ourselves there, we can use that as a portal too. And it, it just automatically happens. We're human. We don't want to feel that, right? right? So 
but the problem is people, I think, and myself included massively, I've resisted it. So what I've learned and what I'm continuing to learn is if I stop resisting the fear, the pain, the emotional and go into it, look right at it, be with it, let that energy be there and no longer fear it and resist it and run away from it, that that shifts. It takes you right into something incredibly powerful that for me and my recent experiences have been that it actually will dissolve and it takes you right into the light side, the love, the goodness, like the compassion and vision and yeah, all these things. So it's all here to help us learn. It's mm-hmm. all serving us all, mm-hmm. really ultimately, mm-hmm. really every experience. It's all happening for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's shifting that perspective. It's happening for us. And where do I need to, to learn? Us. Where right. do I need Something to other. learn more love and compassion, either for myself or for or for somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, love is the power. That's our new the motto. Power. The power. The power. <laughs> so, if people want to connect with you, Laura, how can they connect with you? Um, I can. You can be, contact me through Facebook. Um, my Facebook. Uh, name is my full name, which is Laura Ann Hoff. I also have an Instagram account, but I can't tell you what my Instagram <laughs> handle is. So find me on Facebook if you, if you want to reach out. I'll, Thank I'll, you. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out uh, and put it in the show notes for the Instagram too. <laughs> Thank you. But um, so yeah, so everybody, I'm sure that you know, you will be inspired as I'm inspired by this conversation. So please subscribe uh, to the Wake Up to Real Love podcast and share with all of your friends so that we can spread more love to the world and help everybody rise up. Um, be power. Be power. Live the power. <laughs> the power. Uh, the power. And, <laughs> um, and if anybody would like support in, uh, in, figuring out how to create more real love in your life. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the awakening with Dawn. And I have a new, um, a new little thing where you can schedule a 30 minute consultation with me on you can book me dot Emmy. My name, Dawn Richard dot you can book dot Emmy to get some support and help and figure out if I can, you know, help support you in any other way. So as I always say at the end of every podcast, which we have been discussing over and over, the most important relationship you'll ever have is the one you have with yourself. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here with me today, Laura. It's been so great connecting with you as always. I agree. And I'm sure we will be having many more conversations like this. And I will look forward to that. Thanks so much. (laughs) So thank you listeners for uh, subscribing and being here with us. And every day, wake up to more real love. The power. Feel the power. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Bye.